0: Are you ready, Flyer fans? It's the Anthony Grant Show, presented by Bud Light. Tonight's show is brought to you by Frickers. For over 30 years has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmen. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin.
1: Well, good evening, everyone, and uh, it's been a long time since we all got together in this venue, but welcome to the Anthony Grant Show, and a big thanks to our friends at Frickers, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. I'm Larry Hanskin, joined by the head coach of the Dayton Flyers, Anthony Grant, and uh, our coach, uh, well, here we are looking at each other on a computer screen again. It's been a long time since you and I have had any type of uh, face-to-face uh, conversation, but uh, that is the world in which uh, we live and operate. Uh, we've obviously been uh, talking uh, game by game and week by week, but uh, not with the fans here on the show. But uh, right now the state of Dayton basketball is such that the Flyers are 12-7, and 8-6 and 6 in the A-10 you got uh, two more regular season games uh, coming up this week uh, on the road uh, at St. Joseph's on Wednesday and then on the road a week from tonight or in the afternoon sometime a week from today uh, on Monday at St. Bonaventure. And, Coach, um, there again, I, I just don't know that we can emphasize enough what a challenge it's been uh, for you, your staff, your players oh but really for all of college basketball, uh, if, if they say there's an, a level playing field this year for everyone. Okay. But it's a level minefield for everyone because there are pitfalls and unexpected things out there. And nobody even knows when you're going to step on one.
2: Yeah. Larry, it's, it's been a year like no other, you know, and, and it continues to, uh, to evolve, you know, so, uh, we, we say all the time, you know, we've got to be able to control what we can control and, uh, you know, this this year has has been certainly different in terms of uh, the uncertainty of, of what's happening from one day to the next, let alone one game to the next. But uh really proud of our guys. You know, they've been able to 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 uh, understand that there would be some some changes, some uncertainty and uh, really proud of, of their ability to to stay the course and uh you know, get get as prepared as we can for each game that's in front of us.
1: You know, I have no idea what's going to happen on Wednesday moving forward, but in my heart of hearts, I, I know that this group, uh, from the, the seniors who were honored on Friday to the freshmen who are just getting their feet wet in college basketball, I, I got to think that these, uh, these young men are going to come out on the other side of this whenever the other side is, but they're going to come out better for the experience.
2: Well, you know, I, I think uh, what that old saying that that doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. <laughs> so hopefully, we can all survive this and uh, and uh, understand, you know, what we've been able to to experience and what we've been able to go through and and be stronger for it. You know, and and, and like we've talked about, um, I think our guys are really excited about taking the next step in the journey. And you know, obviously, as you mentioned, we don't we don't know for certain what that next step is or where it'll lead, but. But I think they're they're enjoying uh, playing together. Uh, we We enjoyed uh, having a chance to to uh, honor our seniors the other night and and uh, a great way to honor them was to come out with the win. so uh, so yeah, so one step at a time.
1: I thought and and we talked right after the game and um, obviously you hadn't had a chance to really digest it and look back at things. the The first half might have been as good a half of basketball as we have seen. Uh, it really, in all phases of the game, offense, defense, and tenacity.
2: Well, you know, I, th- I thought we played well. You know, you, I go back and I looked at it, um, you know, after we got off the radio the other day. And, and uh, you know, it was really a, I, I want to say it was maybe a, a two or four-point game with about 10 minutes to play. And, uh, you know, we were able to, to go on a run where we held them scoreless for quite a while and get out, got out in transition. And we're able to create some separation, but it was done, you know, in a fashion that you you want to be able to see it done. The guys were able to to, to play really good defense, did a really good job of rebounding the basketball, uh, got out. And, and uh, you know, at times we got a couple of easy ones in transition because of our defense, but we also had to run offense and execute and uh, and share it. And uh, the guys did a good job, you know, so we're able to build that lead. And, and obviously in the second half, as always, it's going to be runs. they're going to be they're going to be ebbs and flows. but I thought our guys did a good job of putting it all together.
1: i, I, I was really impressed with the, the poise your team showed and and showed in a different way, dealing with the adversity of you know the, the St. Louis <laughs> and really getting after it on the offensive glass and and then you know the the whole shot clock thing, you know that just kind of stopped the flow. but but the other part of poise I thought that came into play on Friday was was the way your seniors handled handled themselves uh, you know, as you said, it's a very emotional situation and, and we've seen guys before come out and just so amped up or so emotional, caught up in the moment that, you know, it takes them a while to get their feet underneath them. But I thought your guys showed poise from the, from the minute they, the game began
2: those seniors. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think the respect that, that we certainly have for, for St. Louis, you know, they, they came in winning four in a row and uh, playing really good basketball and, and, you know, one of the favorites, I think, uh, you know, going into uh, into the, uh, the A-10 tournament and really heading into the postseason. So I think we had a healthy respect and knew that we we'd have to play really well uh, in order to be able to get the win. You know, and then obviously coming off uh, of two losses, you know, your urgency uh, needs to be there. And I thought our guys responded well.
1: Obviously, your, your seniors did a, did a great job for you, but beyond that, um, might this have been one of your be- better bench games? Not so, not necessarily the numbers, and there were some guys that put up some numbers off the bench, but the fact that there was no drop off—you went to your bench, the, the guys came in, did their job, and, and you were able to keep things moving forward.
2: Yeah, yeah, I thought we got great minutes all the way around. You know, we we uh, you know went with uh, Mustafa off the bench. And, I thought he and RJ came in and gave us some valuable minutes and then Elijah as well uh, came in and, and those guys did a really good job uh, understanding scouting report, understanding the game plan and, and what was going to be required uh, in order for us to, to to put ourselves in position to win the game. So I, I thought it was a great team effort.
1: You mentioned Mustafa and, and Elijah coming off the bench and they had been starting. Um uh, you know, how did they, ha- how did they handle that? There's always, some guys, you know, don't handle that well, but how did, how did yeah, they I, take that and respond?
2: I thought, I thought those guys handled it really well. You know, I think they understood, you know, what, what, what we were doing and why we were doing it and, and uh, understood that at the end of the day, as we always talk about, you know, and I think you and I mentioned this, maybe you met, you mentioned that Cam said this, that, you know, no, none of us are are bigger than the group you know, bigger than the team. And, and so, I think those guys have been great in terms of uh, their understanding that that we've we've got to make sure that we keep our priorities where they should be, and uh, you know we've got a group of guys that understand that and buy into that.
1: All right. This is the Anthony Grant Show here on this uh, Monday night. We got a lot of uh, Flyer fans on board on Facebook Live uh, across the nation, across the state. My daughter up in Cleveland. Hi, Lauren. How are you doing? Uh, and uh, we got a great uh, question from from Jenny that we're going to get to. But first, we got to take a time out. As you're listening to the Anthony Grant Show here on the home of the Flyers,
0: the Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 W H I O Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin.
1: And welcome back to The Anthony Grant Show here on this Monday night uh, on Facebook Live, also the home of the Flyers Facebook page, uh, the WHIO Radio Facebook page, and as well listening on your radio. I'm Larry Hanskin, joined by the coach of the Flyers, Anthony Grant, Dayton uh, now overall, they're 8-6 in the Atlantic 10. They've got a game at St. Joseph's coming up on Wednesday at 6, and then the regular season finale will be a week from today, and that'll be uh, at uh, St. Bonaventure, a time to be determined. I want to thank everyone who has uh, supported my book, there it is, Bigger Than Basketball, Dayton Flyers' greatest season about uh, last year and the culture that led up to that. uh, it's, It's done quite well, and I appreciate that. If you don't have a copy yet, available locally at Flyer Spirit, uh, also Flyered up in the UD Arena on game days uh, at Ashley's Pastries in Oakwood, uh, Dots Markets in uh, Kettering and Bellbrook, and also Tuffy Brook Sporting Goods, as well as online at Amazon.com. A selfless, uh, selfish plug out of the way. And uh, we move on. And, and I mentioned, Coach, right for the break there, that uh, Jenny had a real good question uh, that I wanted to share with you, and that's, can you share about how the student athletes are housed with social distancing and meals? I mean, that's been part of the challenge.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So our, our guys, we're fortunate, uh, that, that our guys are, are able to, to, to live together. Uh, we've got our, our guys, uh, they share an apartment, two guys to a room. Uh, so uh, we kind of can create a bubble there, uh, where, where they, uh, you know, or, or, uh, yeah, they have their own room. So, so they're, uh, I think able to stay safe and and uh, together, and then meals are, are, are typically done uh, prepackaged, uh, where they can uh, you know get their meal and go back to their room and in the privacy of their own room uh, have their meal. Uh, obviously, some of the meals they they will go out and and uh, either on campus or off campus, either order out or go out and and do things for. Uh, uh, in terms of picking up meals to, to take back to their rooms, but uh, it, it's made it a little challenging from the sense that you don't get as much team bonding time together, you know, as a group. Uh, but uh, you know, under the circumstances, our guys and our staff, uh, our strength coach, our, our trainer, everybody's done a really good job of making sure the guys understand the importance of uh, of maintaining that social distance and all the things that we all know. You know, help to keep us all safe and, and, and uh, for our guys make them available uh, to continue to move forward with the season.
1: I, I know in years past on the road that that team room where the meals are and the film sessions are and the meetings are does that really become your hub on the road and, and that's where the guys if they're not in their hotel room they're in that room?
2: Yeah, it's 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 changed quite a bit, obviously because of COVID. So now, anytime we're on the road, um, you know, there's a staff there at the hotels that we stay in that that prepare uh, the food and they handle all all the food uh, for us, as opposed to to guys uh, necessarily going and picking out what they want. Um, and then the rooms are are socially distanced in terms of how many guys uh, are at each table. And, and uh, you know, obviously once we Once we break down and do team stuff, uh, you know, that's a little different. But in terms of uh, the normal um, uh, game day or or day before game experience, it's it's a little different. Uh, And it it differs really from, uh, you know, state to state in terms of some of the requirements or the rules when you you travel uh, from state to state based on, uh, you know, their COVID situation.
1: Well, it's been a challenging year, and uh, on top of that, you got to play basketball against uh, some very challenging opponents. And, you know, case of point, uh, you know, the A-10 this year um, I-, I think has been underappreciated by those outside the league. Certainly uh, that's not the case in the league. Uh, so, you know, we have seen teams beat – I mean, anybody can beat anybody on get any given night – uh, and has it been that that the case this year maybe more so than any in the four years you've been in the A-10
2: well you know it, it's it's this year we knew coming in you know that there were a lot of really good teams in the league you know and obviously um I think the the season up to this point has proven that to be true that on any given night anything could happen and I think we've seen that uh throughout the season you know uh whether whether it was you know the first week or, or this past week that, that we just experienced so uh, I think you know heading into the a10 tournament, uh, you know I think it's a wide open wide open race you know obviously this last week uh, will determine a lot based on the rules that are in place in terms of how you how you get seated and you know unfortunately some people have missed a lot of time and, and, and are looking to just maybe restart this week uh, to get back, uh, to back in the swing of things because of this time with COVID. some some of us has had uh, been able to sustain uh, a pretty regular flow of games and and have, have had a, a pretty healthy amount of games so i think you look at the league you have some teams that have played uh, i think maybe 15 games and some teams have played five or six you know and and uh some teams will have you know uh one or two games left and some teams will have four left um you know there's a uh, Next week, you know, I think there's three games that will be played on Monday with the league tournament started on Wednesday. So the potential of having to play, you know, uh, anywhere from three to five games in a week. Um, So uh, it is it is what it is, you know, and uh, I think everybody obviously uh, will make do as best they can.
1: You know, I, I tried to figure out uh, how the seeding going to be done. They I know they've got a formula based upon you know median games and six. I, I think Cam Greer might he might be able to figure it out. He's got the he's got the savvy when it comes to uh, calculations. Uh, maybe he's the guy. He or or, or is it or, or coach? You say Cam, don't bother explaining any of that. Guys, let's just take care of our business. Go out and there you win. go.
2: I think if you ask Cam, he'd tell you let's just worry about ourselves. Okay, control what we can control
1: you know uh, i i tell you what that maybe the best part of uh, of friday night was was the moment to see him get in the game and and i almost sensed that there was a purpose uh, uh, about your team and i don't know if it was ever spoken leading up to the game or not but uh you know almost a drive that like okay guys we got to make we got to keep can we got to keep the pedal down we got to keep pushing because we got to get to cam time <laughs>
2: You know what? Uh, I, I think there was certainly a desire to, to see Cam get in, you know, just because of the affection our team has for him. And I, I thought, you know, once he did get in, there there was also an unspoken uh, uh, effort to try to get him to get a bucket. You know, the guys were, were really trying. And then, you know, obviously he couldn't get it done. He said, Coach, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I used to be able to get by and, and find a way to get, get one up at least because I'm getting old. But, uh, no, so it was good to, to be able to get him in and get him uh, you know, to, to enjoy that memory, to create that memory on senior night. All right,
1: great. Uh, questions are coming in. I'll, I'll answer Robin's question real quick about why the St. Bonaventure game got moved from Sunday to Monday. That's because they've got to play a game on Friday against GW, making up a game that got postponed, so they're just giving them a little extra breather. Hey, it's a crazy week this week. If you've got an A-10 schedule – that you printed out at some point in time or a date and flyer schedule you printed out at some point in time put it down on the floor and let your dog piddle on it because that's the only useful purpose it has at this point in time uh, it is flying by the seat of your pants here the rest of the way and we're halfway through this edition of the anthony grant show we got a lot more to talk about here on this monday night brought to you by frickers your home of fun food sports and spirits right here on the home of the flyers
0: the Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 957 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to the Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 957-WHIO. Call now 457-1290. Now back to the voice of the flyers, Larry Hanskin.
1: Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome again to the Anthony Grant Show. Uh, Flyers heading into the final week of the regular season. And uh, that uh, case being is they play at St. Joseph's on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. And then a week from today, we'll be playing the regular season finale uh, at St. Bonaventure. And then the A-10 Championship is in Richmond. A little, uh, I think a little confusion on the part of some fans uh, based upon some of your comments that are coming in and even just anecdotal conversations that... No, the A-10 tournament is still in Richmond. The championship game will be played at the UD Arena. But uh, the first round, the, the preliminary round, the first round, the, quarter, the quarterfinals, semis, it's all in Richmond. Uh, and that leads me to John's question. He, he questioned, uh, well, the safety of Richmond given uh, there had been an outbreak among the Spiders. Coach, you know of any uh, additional protocols for the tournament week in addition to what would be the case for any uh, any ordinary road game this year for the Flyers?
2: No, I, I really don't know of any additional protocols. I think, you know, the process of trying to secure a site for the 8-10 tournament has to be done weeks, if not months in advance. You know, and obviously once the decision was made that we were going to leave New York and the Barclays, then uh, I think the league proceeded to try to find what made the most sense in terms of having uh, – a. A place where you, you could house all the teams, a place where you had venues uh, that uh, that would be uh, you know appropriate to to house the tournament, and I think uh, uh, the league felt uh, comfortable that Richmond, having VCU and and you know the Richmond in the same city would would uh, would be the best course of action. Obviously, we would have loved to have had it here uh, at the University of Dayton. Uh, Neil did everything he could to try to. Have the entire tournament here but uh, the decision was made to move it to Richmond uh, and then as the NCA, I believe uh, came out with their requirements for teams that are participating in the NCA tournament I believe there's a, a seven-day uh, yes mandatory testing period that every team has to go through uh, I think the league then made a decision to to move uh, the dates of our tournament up a week and then also to have the teams that qualify for the championship come to Dayton because of the convenience of location from here to the uh, Indianapolis uh, site for the NCAA tournament. So I think all of those things were kind of factored in in that decision.
1: I, I know you you can't win them all unless you win the first, and I know you will be one game at a time. But you, your guys know that that's a carrot, if you will, that they know that if they to go to Richmond and if they can be successful – they get to return to the UD arena, and that's uh, that's obviously obviously something that they got. Not that any other team doesn't want to get to the finals just as badly, but uh, I, I think that's got to be something your guys would really love to love to do.
2: Oh, without question, without question, that'd be a, a great opportunity for us to uh, to give our seniors another opportunity to play on their home court, and obviously what the, what what that would mean is that you know you're one game away from. Uh, getting that that automatic qualifier into the N.C.A.A. tournament, which is, you know, the goal, and and so certainly um, that w- we would love that to happen. But at the same time, I think our guys understand we've got to be able to take care of one day at a time and take care of ourselves. And you know, this is a big week for us, and and really the whole league. You know, as we head into uh, this final week, because I think a lot will be determined by the outcome of games this week. Some of them in our control, some of them out of our control. So. Yeah, so we'll 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 uh, you know keep our focus where it should be, which is which is on on the path in front of us.
1: You know, it's that time of year where college basketball players across the nation they're either counting the days or they're making the days count. You got your team. Are they which which category would they fall in right now?
2: Well, I like to I like to think we're making every day count, you know, and that's been a a, a goal all the way through. And I think the one thing that we've talked quite a bit about. It's the need for us to develop a level of consistency, you know, from from day to day, from game to game and sometimes from half to half on you know, that. And that's a, has been uh, hard to hard to come by. It's alluded us. Uh, but again, you know, as we uh, begin to turn this calendar to March, uh, you know, if you get hot at the right time, I think we're capable. Uh, I think we, we've shown that we're capable. Now we just got to be able to put it together. And become consistent. You,
1: you know, uh, the season began with uh, uh, you, you, you were a team, you were kind of like a, a donut. There was a big hole in the middle because you had guys who had played a lot of college basketball and then you had guys who had played none and there wasn't a lot of in between. Has that gap narrowed as the year goes on to where, I mean, obviously uh, Jalen and, and Ibby have not gotten less experienced but that, that gap between them and, 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 and a Zemi, uh, you know, and, and an RJ, you know, has that gap narrowed to where, uh, you know, those guys, by getting that experience, they are they're, – they're, and, and your, your, your veterans are even more comfortable with them.
2: Yeah, I, I think that, that what, the way I look at it is they've gotten experience together. You know, they've they played together, which, which they didn't have before. And obviously, for the freshmen, you know, just the, the the expectations and the uh, understanding of what's required in college basketball. And then, you know, we've we've had you know guys that have had to to miss miss time and either practice or games for for various reasons. Uh, you know, getting Rodney Chapman back a couple of games ago and getting him back into the fold, and and uh, you know what that does in terms of uh, his role and guys understanding how their role changes with that. You know, that that's all a part of, of of that experience, so to speak. So it's not just, you know, being able to play the playing together and understanding uh, how to become the best version of yourself and how to help your teammates become the best version of theirs.
1: All right, uh, we're going to be talking more about uh, this team heading into its final regular season of play as well as uh, what lies beyond in the A-10 championship. Uh, One other uh, thing I want to promote uh, to uh, an audience that is uh, listening for Dayton basketball, but I want you to help us help the House of Bread and its mission to feed hungry people 365 days a year. Uh, We've got a special drive coming up on Wednesday Uh, From 9 until 2, you can drop off items at the House of Bread van that will be parked outside the J.C. Penney in the parking lot of the Dayton Mall off 725, uh, looking for those non-perishable food items, uh, the peanut butter, uh, jelly and squeeze bottles, coffee, cooking oil, uh, pasta, uh, tomato sauce, things like that, as well as personal items, uh, personal hygiene items. uh, clothes. I mean, in terms of like hats, gloves, mittens for, for adults and kids, diapers for little kids. Again, that's coming up Wednesday, 9 until 2. Uh, drop your items off in the House of Bread van. It'll be parked outside the J.C. Penney in the parking lot of the Dayton Mall. A lot more basketball to talk about here tonight as we'll head into our final segment of this edition of the Anthony Grant Show brought to you by Frickers, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits
0: on the home of the Flyers. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 957 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to the Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 957 WHIO. Call now 457-1290. Now back to the voice of the flyers, Larry Hanskin.
1: Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Anthony Grant Show. We are here uh, live on the home of the Flyers, brought to you by Fun Food, Fu- uh, your place, your home of Fun Food, Sports, and Spirits, Frickers. Uh, great uh, place to hang out as uh, the uh, tournament uh, games are going to well, be Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Grant Show. We- and, uh, and, again, uh, just a, a terrific uh, place, uh, whether you're going to be uh, you know, hanging out and uh, playing hooky from work, watch some afternoon games, whatever. But uh, thanks to Jim Manley and all our friends at Frickers for all they do in support of Dayton basketball, and particularly the Anthony Grant Show. Flyers 12-7, and 8-6 and 6 in the, the A-10. Two more uh, conference games coming up uh, Wednesday. Uh, St. Joe's, a, a game that uh, was on the schedule at one point in time. It was going to be a home game. Now it's there. And, and there again, uh, the flexibility that uh, you and your staff and all coaches in the league have had to uh, to have this year in terms of preparation. Um, you know, I, I know how it works. You give each assistant coach uh, a different team that they've got to scout, uh, the, but the guys have had to be uh, been they, they've had to adapt on the fly, haven't they?
2: Yeah, yeah. The, the flexibility required. You know, it, it's been uh, it's been a challenge because. Uh, you know we've had some games where uh either the day before or two days before where you you began your prep and you've, you've kind of got the, the film work and the scout team ready to go and, and all of a sudden it's changed and then you know some guys have ended up with back-to-back scouts uh in terms of just the way the the uh the schedule worked out so uh but they've done an, an excellent job uh, of being flexible and, and uh and uh you know can't can't thank our staff and, and, and our support staff and everybody enough for their understanding, you know, of, of, you know, some of the adjustments that will, that were required and, and will continue to be required, you know, and, 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 you know, it's kind of preparation as you head into the, the postseason because you'll, you'll have an even shorter prep time, you know, once you get to Richmond, if you're fortunate enough to, to survive in advance.
1: You know, you, you, Once again, it's going to be a. You had a senior night Friday, and then obviously you saw a senior night at Rhode Island, and yet another senior night coming up here, uh, which. Uh, and you know what? I think if there's a theme to this Dayton basketball season, particularly in A-10 conference play, is, you better be ready, for someone else's best shot if you got Dayton on the front of your shirt.
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, I think we'll have we'll 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 close out three three senior nights on the road this year. We we had one at Rhode Island. We'll have one here, uh, you know, at St. Joe's, and we'll probably have another one. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you know, at, at, at St. Bonaventure. So, uh, yeah, so we we certainly understand that that uh, you know that that's a part of it, and and uh, you know, we've got to be prepared to bring our best as well.
1: Now, I'll, 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 you get a little bit of a break, Coach, because St. Bonaventure has. No seniors. <laughs> they don't have seniors now. They've got nine juniors. You got to worry about that next year, though. Which next oh, yeah. year? Next year is so far <laughs> off. Uh, it, it, yeah. It's it, it's not even worth uh, worth thinking about. You know, uh, heading into these dog days, if you will. Um, you know, Jalen Crutcher is averaging over thirty nine minutes a game, and right behind him is Ibby Watson. To from my vantage point, they don't appear. To be heavy legged and weary, what have those guys done to to manage their bodies to be able to play uh, these heavy uh, heavy loads of minutes?
2: Yeah, well, you know those guys are veterans, and uh, you know, like I said, I, a lot of credit goes to to their maturity in understanding what what's been needed, you know, and then also a lot of credit has to go to to our training our training staff, Mike Mulcahy and uh, Casey Cathroff, strength coach, and and, uh, you know, the things that they provide, uh, you know, for those guys to make sure that they're getting what they need. I, I know, you know for myself and our staff, just the constant communication in terms of trying to make sure we're doing the right things to balance what we need to do on the court and then uh, making sure that our guys are rested and prepared and, and can stay as healthy as possible.
1: When Jalen left uh, in the early minutes of that game Friday night, uh, he, he, even in a sparsely populated uh, UD arena, it got very, very, very quiet. Um, but uh, you know, somehow, you know, he bounced back and showed nil, showed no, you know, didn't look at, didn't look like he had bothered him at all the rest of the game.
2: Well, Jalen's tough, you know, and I think we've seen that all the way through. You know, he's had he's had um, you know some things that have happened to him. That that you know, other players may have may have kept him out, but you know he battles through. He wants to get out there and compete, and play and win. And uh, so if he can go, he's certainly going to give it everything he has. And and uh, you know at this time of year, you know not a whole lot of people are feeling a hundred percent, you know across the country. So uh, you battle up and you you fight through as as, as much as you can. And, and certainly, uh, you know Jalen did that for us the other night.
1: You know it it it, it, it was nice though that you know when he came out of the ballgame, you had no drop-off. And, and there again, you know, with Rodney Chapman back and Elijah Weaver with more games under his belt and you've got Jalen, you, you've you got kind of a three for two there uh, as as you do at some other spots now when we saw, you know, the, the emergence of Zemi and, and you know, Mustafa's, uh, you know, he's just played beyond his years. And then you're getting quality minutes out of, out, out of RJ as well. Are we starting to see some some uh, not necessarily flexibility but the ability to actually have a rotation and not just uh you know substituting yeah. episodically
2: yeah yeah well you know that's the goal you know and and, and I, I still feel like um honestly like we, we we have to continue to to make sure we're optimizing our bench as much as we can and especially as we're heading into the 810 tournament. Uh, you know what will be required there you know, with the game on Monday and the potential of uh who knows how many games uh based on how the seating ends up that that we'll have to play. So uh, we've got to be able to maximize that and, and uh you know so the the guys coming off the bench uh the preparation uh, this week is really critical as we head into to St Joe's, but also as we prepare for the postseason.
1: I know you have way more conversations with uh, your trainer Mike Mulcahy than you want to have, but uh, based upon those, uh, I- is there any uh, a possibility that uh, Moo could be available to you here uh, in the coming weeks?
2: Well, Moo actually had surgery today, okay. and uh, he is out. He's out for the rest of the season, and uh, we'll start his rehab uh, uh, in the coming in coming days. But uh, he will not be available. Uh, for the rest of the season well obviously yeah
1: well we certainly wish him a you know a speedy recovery and uh you know wish him all the best moving forward because you know he's a he's he's a great guy and 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 you know what uh, he's 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 going to be a big part of this team no doubt moving forward
2: yeah yeah so we we you know obviously wanted to to give him every opportunity to to see if if he could get himself back and and after a few weeks it, it became apparent that this was the best course of action and uh you know so now it's a it's about moving forward and, and getting him uh, rehabilitated and, and, and back healthy and, and doing what he loves to do.
1: Before we we move forward, I, I want to move back just a little bit and revisit uh, very briefly about your seniors because the thought occurred to me today is that, you know, you, you had those guys that you honored uh, prior to the game, and uh, none of them – really had aspirations to be Dayton Flyers before they came here. Maybe not even the year before they came. I believe Ibby was the only guy that, you know, gave Dayton a consideration when he was a high school student. They, they kind of decided to do other things, but they came here and and, and bought in and, and became Flyers, and, and I think in, to a certain degree, uh, almost like a, like, like a religious convert. Um, their passion and their ardor for being a Flyer uh, I think that transcends someone that, that, that grew up in Dayton and, and longed to play at the arena all their life.
2: Yeah, you know, the, these guys are a special group, you know, and, and I think a, a part of that bond is, is their their uh, affection for each other. You know, and, and certainly anytime you, you, you go through a recruiting process and you, you you bring kids in and you try to tell them what, what, what you have and, and how they can benefit from it, a huge part of it is their teammates. And so those guys getting to know each other and becoming familiar with each other, uh, I think, played a big part. And it's certainly, you know, uh, a part that, you know, we're missing right now is, is, is our, our, our fan base, you know, and, and the Flyer Faithful and, you know, the atmosphere that can be created, you know, in, in that arena and, and the following that they get. So all, all of that stuff plays a big part of it. But, you know, I think this group, uh, you know, we talked about this a couple of years ago. It, it, it is that when they first off got on campus, you know, you could tell right away that they had a chemistry and a bond that was pretty unique and pretty special and it happened, uh, you know, pretty rapidly. You saw it, you saw it uh, happen pretty rapidly in terms of those guys spending time together and their, their enjoyment of each other.
1: You know what? Their legacy may be just that, coach. I mean, we'll we'll look at the number of points and rebounds and assists and wins and all that. That might be their legacy. Right before we got on the air, um, we had a, we played a, an extended interview with uh, Elijah Weaver, uh, and and what 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 a personality he is. The fans are going to absolutely love him once they're allowed to you know to reach out and touch, so to speak. But he had a really interesting comment that that he just talked about the camaraderie and the chemistry on this team and he wasn't necessarily throwing rocks at his former teammates at USC but he said there were guys on the team we were just teammates and outside of practice and games I didn't really have any interaction with them and Elijah says that he interacts with every single member of his team every teammate every teammate every day and not this is not practice this is when he's not supposedly, well, quote, forced to interact with them.
2: Yeah, well, that that's great to hear, you know, and, and uh, you know, y- you love to hear that as a coach because at the end of the day, you know, these guys are more than just, you know, athletes. And, uh, you know, the, the bond, the friendship, the relationship that they can create here uh, will, will, will span a lifetime. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, what Elijah's talking about is, is something that, uh, you know, this program will be about for years to come, and, and uh, you know, as a coach, I I love hearing that. You know, I love hearing him him say that, and uh, it means a lot. You know, because it is bigger than just uh, you know the wins and losses. Even though obviously we're as competitive as anybody in terms of, uh, of wanting to play for championships and do that, but the memories that these guys create, the friendship, the bond that they'll have, you know, uh, last year's group, uh, the year before. You know, it's great Uh, every now and then, you know, a guy will come in the office and he'll have one of his former teammates on FaceTime, you know, and they'll just be just, you know, talking and and catching up and seeing how everybody's doing. So that at the end of the day is really what this is all about in terms of trying to make a difference in the lives of of these young people and create some, some fun memories for them.
1: Well, a lot of memories to be made uh, still to come this season. Uh, two games this week. Uh, this wraps up the regular season. Flyers are at St. Joe's on uh, Wednesday for a 6 o'clock tip-off. Pre-game coverage here on the Home of the Flyers at 530. Don't know the game time for next Monday's game at St. Bonaventure, but we'll have it for you as well as any and all games in Richmond. And then when the Flyers will take care of business there, the A-10 championship game on March 14th here at the UD Arena. That wraps up this edition of the Anthony Grant Show. On behalf of the coach, I'm Larry Hanskin. Have a great week, everyone, and go Flyers.
0: Flyers. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.